Hey guys, welcome back to the Bloom From Within podcast. If you're new here, my name is Renee and I am your host. Just a reminder, if you like what you hear today, please be sure to leave a positive review. It can only help myself and the show grow. And with that, let's get started. Hello, hello, beautiful people. Welcome back to the podcast. So I have had the most relaxing day today. I spent a ton of time cleaning and doing my little like D&D Sunday routine and a good chunk of the day, I actually spent reorganizing my bookcase in my living room. I took all the books out, whipped it down, reorganized them. I made it look super cute. And that was sort of like the inspiration behind today's episode. I thought it'd be so fun to do like a little, I don't know, like book themed, <laughs> book themed episode. I, I mentioned before how much I love to read. So I thought it'd be cool just to share some of my recommendations that I have. In today's episode, we are talking about books that have changed my life and the lesson that each one has taught me. So kicking it off for number one, I've actually mentioned this book before, um, highly recommend so it is called How to Do the Work by Dr. Nicole LaPera. This book has actually taught me two lessons. That, so let me actually, I'll go over each one. So lesson number one being that you can use your body to heal your mind. So we can do this many ways. So one being like breathing, meditation, moving your body, conscious focus in the moment, like in order to regulate your nervous system and bring you back to homeostasis. Essentially controlling our behavior not through trying to alter our mind first, but through regulating our body, and that will control our minds. It it allows us to like respond versus react and make like clearer decisions and take action aligned with our values. Second lesson I learned from this book is how we bring our childhood trauma into our adult life with us. So we're defined and we live life almost like mimicking that of our earliest relationships and those relationships being the relationships that we have with our parents. And until we revisit the traumas that we experienced in our childhood, nurture them and heal them, then we can like break the cycles for our future. And if we don't, well, then we may be stuck repeating the same patterns of our lives over and over again. And and you'll see these patterns show up in like all aspects of your life, whether it's like you know, relationships with your family, how you react to things at work, relationships with romantic partners, like you'll start to see little tidbits of these like past childhood traumas catching up to you and they'll start to like reveal themselves in their in your life. So yeah, this book gives you a very like general overview as to where you can start in that journey and where you can start with healing your inner child. This was actually like the very first self-help book that I ever picked up. And it was actually this book that sort of like pushed me to actually go to therapy and actually sit there and speak to a person face to face. I just felt very like, I don't know, like prepared. And I, I had a good like foundational knowledge as to like the steps that I had to take in order to like better myself. And so this is, I think, a really, really great like foundational baseline book for anybody who's looking to like start their own healing journey. So highly recommend to anybody who's interested in reading it. Book number two, this one doesn't really require much explanation, honestly, because I I think like the entire world has probably read it already, but it's Atomic Habits by James Clear. It's literally, like I said, I think everyone's read it already. So I don't have to go into like too much detail here, but the lesson that I learned from this book is that if you're looking to change your life, just focus on getting 1% better each day. And that small progress is progress. I think that when anybody is looking to make a change in their life, they go from like zero to 100. So for example, if you're somebody who wants to work out more, you might go sign up for the gym and then find yourself going to the gym like every single day, immediately following you signing up. And it's, it's fantastic, but how sustainable is that? How much does that habit of going to the gym every 
every single day actually fit into the lifestyle that you've already created for yourself. Small progress every day with implementing a new habit every day, like that like accumulation, that compound interest of habits is actually what's going to get you to reach your goals. And all of those little actions that we are performing every single day, like the more we do them daily, the more our confidence increases and the more our self-efficacy will increase and our belief that we actually can do something and can implement change for ourselves. that's all going to increase. And when that all increases, our probability that we're going to continue these habits every day increases. So just strive to be 1% better each and every day. And that was my main takeaway from Atomic Habits. Book number three that changed my life. I highly recommend this to anybody who may feel like they have a really hard time communicating and articulating their needs. This book is called Nonviolent Communication, and it's by Marshall B. Rosenberg. It's a book that teaches us how to interact with others, and he does this through strategies that are rooted like in empathy and compassion. And, and he gives us these really simple techniques where you can learn how to consciously like change your language and, and your thinking to create like better quality relationships. Like unfortunately, we tend to use language that like cuts the flow of communication and even worse, it can harm us or it can harm the person that we're like speaking with. So the lesson that I learned from this book and it it honestly sounds so simple but it's actually it's actually way harder than it seems but the lesson that I learned is that in order to get what you want you must state a very clear request so making requests in very like clear positive concrete action language that will reveal what you actually want. Whereas vague language can actually create like internal confusion, disappointment, and vague language will usually come in the form of expressing like a feeling or an observation, but neither of those are actually requests. So for example, if I have guests over my house and maybe I'm in the living room and I have a guest in the kitchen, if I'm thirsty and I just say out loud, I'm thirsty to the person in the other room, that's just stating how I'm feeling. That's that's not me asking for anything. By me stating I'm thirsty, in my brain, I might be thinking like, oh, if I say I'm thirsty, maybe this person will come and bring me a glass of water. But I can't just assume somebody's going to do that. If I want something, I need to very clearly state what I want. So in that situation, instead of just saying I'm thirsty, what I could do is just simply say, can you bring me a glass of water? I would like a glass of water. I am thirsty. That is your request. Another example, if I'm in the car with somebody who's speeding to the point where like I'm uncomfortable, instead of saying, oh, you're driving very fast, because again, that's an observation. That's not stating what I want. Instead, I would say, I would like you to drive at or below the speed limit. There's my request clear and concise. In the last example, and this one you can actually use in relationships, somebody might say, I want you to appreciate me more. But what does that tell me? Nothing. That's vague. It also comes off as a little like ag- aggressive in my opinion. It's a little like hostile. It's It almost comes out as like a demand as opposed to like a, a clear, concise request. So instead of saying, I want you to appreciate me more, the nonviolent communication way is to say, I would like you to tell me one thing that I did for you that you appreciate. And then that person is forced to give you a concrete, concise example as to what you did that they appreciated. And then when they give you that concrete example, that's going to make you feel appreciated because it's actual evidence in front of you. So my lesson from the book Nonviolent Communication 
is that in order to get what you want, you must state a clear request. And I highly, highly recommend this book to anybody who feels like they have issues communicating their needs and their desires. Like I, it was really hard for me just to pick like one lesson from this book because there are so many strategies in this book that have really helped me become a much better communicator. So I would highly recommend it to anybody who feels like they have a hard time like expressing themselves. And if you're not a reader, like if you if you have a hard time sitting down and actually reading from a book, this book has a very like captivating audiobook as well. So if, if you're more of like an auditory learner, I would definitely recommend the audiobook as well. Book number four, this is actually another one that was sort of all over social media for a little bit. The reason why I actually bought it in the first place is just because it was very aesthetically pleasing. I'm not going to lie, but there's actually a lot of really good nuggets in this book. And it's called 100 Essays That Will Change the Way You Think by Brianna Weist. And again, I found it on TikTok. It's a collection of short essays that will really like change your perspective on different topics and also kind of like challenge your your mindset. I tried reading it cover to cover and I maybe made it to essay like 20. And I was like, I was like, this isn't for me. Like I'm not making the connections like I want to. So the way I actually read it is, and this might sound a little silly, but the way I actually read it is I would kind of be like called to read it. I don't know. Like anytime the book would pop into my head, I kind of took it as like a sign from the universe. Like, oh, you need to read something in there like right now. And so I would pick up the book I'd close my eyes, take a deep breath. And I would just like flip to a random page. And I kind of like let the universe tell me what I needed to read. And let me tell you, that strategy worked. The pages that I would fall on, given the different scenarios or situations that I was in, it was crazy how like the coincidence as to where those pages fell every time I opened that book was crazy. But the essay that really stuck with me was called 20 Signs That You're Doing Better Than You Think You Are. And this essay was used as a lesson and almost as a reminder to like stop and be grateful for the little things, as opposed to always looking to the future or back at the past. I think that as people, we just need to be more like present in the moment because the present day is what we can't get back. If we dwell on the past, then we end up getting stuck there. If we're constantly looking to the future, we don't actually enjoy what's in front of us. And this essay kind of like grounded me in that sense and, and it helped me almost as like a reminder just to be just to be more present. And that's kind of how I've been trying to live like the present day. And a lot of like the signs in the essay were just like very simple things that I think people on the day to day will just forget about. So for example, one of the signs was like, you have a job. Like, yes, I should be grateful that I have a job because a lot of people don't have a job. Um, other signs were like, you can afford the gas in your car or the subway pass that you took to your job this morning. And another one was like, you have a selection of clothing at your disposal. So it's just like very, very simple day-to-day things that we forget about because we just get kind of like caught up in everything. And again, getting caught up in our past and our future where where we really just need to like slow down and be appreciative of like the very simple things that we have that we take for granted, honestly, and that there are people out there that don't have these things. So we should be very, very lucky and grateful that we have them in our life. The fifth book that helped me change my life is called Attached by Amir Levine and Rachel Heller. So if you have ever been in a relationship at any point in your life, even if you were like 10 years old, or well, 10's a little early, 15, even if you were like 15 years old, or you plan on being one in the future, then you should read this book. 
it's all about like the science behind relationships. It's like, it's really a deep dive into understanding adult attachment and it helps you identify your own attachment style, whether you're anxious, avoidant, secure. And, and by knowing this, it gives you strategies of how you can like navigate relationships, knowing that information. So the lesson I learned in mine is that I learned my attachment style and I learned like what from my past contributed to me becoming that attachment style. So my attachment style, I have an anxious attachment style. And so I've learned what from my past and my interactions with different people, like how how I came to have that attachment style. And now that I know what my attachment style is, I know how to move forward with future relationships whenever they present themselves. And I know what to ask for. I know how I'm going to show up. I know how I will need that person to show up. And if they can't, then unfortunately, it's not going to work. Like if I'm an anxious attachment style, I know that somebody who has an avoidant attachment style, that's recipe for disaster. So the book also even gives you like red flags to look for. So (laughs) this person is an avoidant attachment. They might show these things like you you should stay away from those things. I learned a lot about myself in that book. I highly recommend it to anybody. And the last book that changed my life, it is called Think Like a Monk by Jay Shetty. So So Jay Shetty, for those of you who don't know, he lived and practiced as a monk for like many years. And this book sort of calls on like the wisdom that he learned as a monk and his own experiences. It teaches us how to overcome our negative thoughts, like move forward calmly and and discover the purpose that we all like possess. So this book, this book really introduced me to the works of Jay Shetty. So like before Think Like a Monk, I honestly didn't know who he was, like I'm not gonna lie. And now I'm reading everything this man produces. Like I I just started his new book, um, Eight Rules of Love. I'm like three chapters in and I'm already like mind blown here. <laughs> but anyways, like now after reading the thing like a monk book, I'm keeping up with them on social media. I listen to his podcast like every time he puts out a new episode. The biggest lesson that I have learned from Jay Shetty as a whole, like amongst all of his platforms, is that we go through life trying to discover our purpose. And our highest purpose is to live a life of service. And that service is the most like selfless thing that you can ever do because you are not doing something for the good of yourself or the benefit that you can receive from it but the good that it can have on another. And at the end of the day, we are all such unique individuals and we possess such unique gifts that it's really it's really a detriment to society and the world at large if we don't share our gifts with others. So live a life of service, see how you can positively impact others with your gifts, and then you will really be living as like your truest, highest self. So that is all that I have for you guys for today. Just a really quick little like book recommendation. If you loved this episode, make sure that you are following the show on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. That way you can be notified of future episodes that I put out. And again, I love, 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 love hearing that you guys listen. So please be sure to share the show on your social media pages and just let me know if you like this episode. And until next time, guys, bye. Yeah.